Welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. The Christian is involved in a spiritual battle in which the victory has already been declared. Our Lord has won the victory for us and so you and I can rejoice today. In this episode, let's continue the discussion on spiritual battle. Ladies and gentlemen, we have begun something really important here and we need to pay close attention to this idea of the Christian being involved in spiritual fight. Now, this is an important thing because it is what scripture teaches and we need to be aware of these things so that we can walk in boldness, not cowing out in fear. The Bible says fear torments. And the Bible also says, God has not given unto us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. So I need you to begin to understand that fear doesn't belong to your life. Rather, you are bold in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We are involved in a spiritual fight. However, as we have established in the previous episodes, these battles are not for us to hustle about. They are, it's not for us to try to win it and so on and so forth. Rather, that we enforce the victory that already belongs unto us. So you are victorious. You are a victorious Christian. You are a triumphant Christian and you need to walk in that victory which Jesus has already given unto you and unto me. What a blessing to be in Christ Jesus our Lord. Right, now let's look at in today's episode, let's look a bit more closely at some of the ways by which Satan, the enemy of our souls, operates so that in prayer, when you are enforcing the victory of Christ in prayer, you know how to direct your prayer, you know, in this manner. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and the verse number 18, Paul made a very remarkable statement which really gives a clue into how the devil operates in the life of the Christian. Paul says, For we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, more than once, and yet Satan hindered us. Isn't that interesting? So Paul is writing, and this is Paul the Apostle, anointed by the Spirit of the Lord, empowered by Christ, sent by the Lord to go and deliver the gospel unto the Gentiles. And in this portion of scripture, he says, I, Paul, wanted to come to you more than once, but something happened. And he said, Satan hindered us. So in the realm of the spirit, even though Apostle Paul wanted to go and pay a visit to the Christians in Thessalonica so that he can be a blessing to them, so that he can win more souls for the Lord, Paul said more than once when he tried to make that move, there was a hindrance in the realm of the spirit caused by Satan. Friends, is it possible that you want to do something for the Lord and you are facing some hindrance right now? Is it possible that you have tried to achieve something in your life to bring glory to the Lord your God and somehow things just go wrong and you are never able to achieve this? Is it possible 
that you are trying to make a progress in some area of your life and somehow there is a hindrance and you don't seem to know what is causing the hindrance? This scripture gives us a clue. It could be that Satan is hindering you. Because what you are about to do will bring glory to the name of the Lord your God. Satan, the destroyer, wants to hinder your life. And so demonic hindrance can happen in the life of the Christian as we see in the life of Paul, who makes it clear here that Satan hindered us when we wanted to come more than once. More than once you want your healing, but Satan is hindering you. More than once you want to be promoted in your life, but Satan is hindering you. More than once you want to reach out to the lost, but Satan is hindering you. More than once you want to do something good for Christ, but Satan has brought a hindrance in your life. More than once you want to let peace prevail in your family, but more than once there is a hindrance which always causes the division in the family to continue. More than once you want to resolve an issue, but somehow there is a hindrance preventing you from doing so. Friends, this scripture makes it clear there is Satan also bringing about hindrances, obstacles, limitations, and all kinds of roadblocks in the way of the Christian so that you are not able to achieve what God wants you to do. Now we see the same thing in the life of Paul and when he wanted to do ministry to the Romans or to the Roman uh, church if you like. And he wrote in Romans chapter 1 and the verse number 10 to the verse number 13 that always in my prayers making request, if perhaps now at last by the will of God I may succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you so that I may impart some spiritual gift unto you, that you may be established, that is, that I may be encouraged together with you while among you, each of us, by the other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want to be I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that often I have planned to come to you and have been prevented so far, so that I may obtain some fruit among you also, even as among the rest of the Gentiles. And so what do we see again in this portion of scripture? Just as he was prevented by Satan in reaching out to the Thessalonian church, similarly, when he wanted to do ministry in Rome, he says he's been prevented so far. He wanted to go to Rome and impart spiritual gifts unto them, as we see in the scripture we just read. And somehow there was some kind of hindrance in his way. And so the, the Roman church would have been waiting for him to come and they wouldn't understand why he isn't coming. They would have been waiting to receive of the spiritual blessing that the Lord was going to use Paul to give unto them. And somehow Paul isn't coming. Why? And he has said he's been prevented on many occasions. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we need to understand that sometimes you might want to do something for the Lord and yet the devil can bring a hindrance your way. Paul says in Romans chapter 15 and the verse number 22 to 23, 
For this reason, I have often been prevented from coming to you. But now, with no further place for me in these regions, and since I have had for many years a longing to come to you. And so there is something really instructive here. He says, for many years, for many years. You know, Paul is a mighty man of God. Paul is anointed by the Spirit. The anointing upon his life made him really do great things in the realm of the Spirit. And the enemy recognizes that. This is an anointed servant of Christ. And so for many years, he prevented him from doing what it is that God wanted him to do. And so if you are facing some difficulty in your life right now, hold on there. It may be the enemy trying to bring, you know, obstacles or roadblocks in your way. But it must also indicate to you that the hand of God is upon your life and that you are anointed by him and that you are doing great things for God. And so when you see these things, do not lose heart. Stand in faith and keep moving forward for the Lord our God. And so we must be ready to fight at all times so that we can enforce the victory that Jesus has already delivered unto us. We cannot leave that to someone else to do on our behalf. Your pastor cannot do this fight for you. Your Christian brother or sister cannot fight your spiritual battle for you. There is a battle with your name written upon it and you must arise and pay that price in prayer and fight and enforce the victory that Jesus has given unto you. Jesus gave that victory to you and unto me. It is not only been given unto your pastor or unto your leader of your church, he has delivered that victory unto you. And so no one can fight this for you. You ought to rise up in strength and rise up as a warrior of Christ and fight and enforce the victory of Jesus our Lord in your life. We ourselves must be in that position to enforce that victory. And so the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and the verse number 6 that we are ready to punish all disobedience whenever your own obedience is complete. So you as an individual must first complete your own obedience as the Bible says. Then you are in a position to enforce that elsewhere in the realm of the spirit. It means that a Christian who is walking in disobedience will be a defeated Christian. That Christian will be one who cannot enforce the victory of Christ. And so whilst you are listening to this, do well to yield to the Holy Spirit and walk in obedience in your faith in Christ Jesus. That allows you to exercise your spiritual authority in Christ. We did see this in the life of David the king who made a very grief, uh, grievous mistake uh, in his life. Great mistake he made in his life in 2 Samuel chapter 11. When the Bible says when it was time for kings to go into battle, David remained at home and he was walking on the rooftop. He saw a woman who was taking a bath and David, you know, allowed himself to be lured into sin and took somebody else's wife. We all do see in the scripture the repercussions of his actions. Where did it start from? It stood from when he could have been in battle. He stayed behind. He stayed behind. And so it is time for everything. And now the Christian must understand it is time for us to arise in battle and enforce the victory of Christ. 
do not stay behind do not stay behind in this spiritual fight that you are involved in so how can we then be ready how can we be ready there is a beautiful scripture in Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10 to the verse number 17 and that lays it out very clearly unto us how you and I can be ready the Bible says finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might so number one walk in strength be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might walk in strength hallelujah in verse 11 it says put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil so what then is the full armor of God so we have to put on a certain spiritual garment are you with me it is a garment we put on in the realm of the spirit as a Christian and what is that garment made of what is that full armor of God as the Bible calls it the following verses explain that even clearly so the writer says from the verse number 13 that therefore take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand so it's important you understand standing firm is a necessary ingredient for being ready and being victorious in, a, in enforcing that victory which Jesus has given unto us and so the Bible then begins to mention what this full armor of God entails from verse 14 going downwards to 17. It says, Stand firm therefore, having gathered your loins with truth. So number one, truth is part of the armor of God. And it says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Number two, the breastplate of righteousness is part of the armor of God. So truth, the truth of the word. Are you with me? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. God's word is truth. So hold on to God's word. Hold on to truth in his word. And it says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. What is that breastplate? It is the righteousness that we have in Christ Jesus. Not your own righteousness. The Bible says our own righteousness. It is like filthy rags before God. And so the righteousness that is imputed unto you is the righteousness that you have in Christ Jesus our Lord. So put that on. Put And know that you are righteous in Christ. Verse 15. And having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So the gospel of peace, the gospel is also your weapon. It's also part of the armor of God that you must put on. Your feet must always be ready to, to spread the gospel. Your feet must always be ready to reach out to someone with the gospel of peace. Put that on as well. And the Bible continues and says, In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So ladies and gentlemen, there is another important ingredient, part of the armor of God here, which is the shield of faith. With the shield of faith, you quench all the fiery arrows, all the flaming arrows of the devil. And so take on your faith. Take on your shield of faith. Stand in faith. Do not doubt his word regarding your life. Do not doubt his word regarding your current situation. Stand in faith and do not doubt the Lord your God. Your faith is a necessary tool as an armor 
in this battle that we are involved in. Finally, in verse 17, it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. So the helmet of salvation covers your head and let your mind understand that you are saved. Let your mind know that you are the saved of the Lord. Let your mind know, let it seek so down and deep within that you are the redeemed of the Lord. Take on that helmet of salvation and the Bible finally says, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So the word of God is your weapon. The word of God is also part of the armor of God. That is your weapon for both defense and offensive and for the offensive as well. Your word, God's word is power. God's word is, is something that empowers you and makes you victorious in this life against the wiles and the devices of Satan against your life as a Christian. Hold on to his word, child of God. It is the sword of the spirit. Hold on to his word. The Lord bless you as we end this year. May his grace reign upon your life and hold on to his word. As we approach Christmas, hold on to his word. You are victorious in Christ Jesus. Amen. If you're listening to me for the very first time, I would need you to give your life to Jesus and you can apply these principles in your life. To do so, please pray this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I recognize I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I understand and I know you sent your son Jesus to die for my sin. On the third day, you raised him from the dead so that if I also trust in him, I too can rise into a newness of life. Forgive me my sin, make me yours. I confess Jesus as Lord and Savior in my life and I declare I am born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless and keep you. I will see you in the next one. Goodbye. Hope this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.